Welcome to COMC Office Hours, a production of the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University. Each episode, current students will host conversations about the communication industry, post-grad life, and all the things you wish you had asked in office hours. This is a place for current students, industry professionals, and faculty to connect as we explore what it's like to take a leap into any industry, anywhere. started out at KLBK and I know you just moved to Madison, Wisconsin and started at a station there, WMTV NBC 15, correct? Yes, that's all true. It's super crazy. Never left the state of Texas Living in Wisconsin for a little over a week, which is pretty wild, but it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it so far. Awesome. Well, how's the first week going? It's been good. You kind of just, I feel like in this industry, you have to hit the ground running in order for you to just kind of pick up things Um, because people can teach you how to go and get an interview and run the camera. And it's all new editing and producing systems than what I did have at KLBK. So kind of the best way to learn all of that is just to jump right in and do it. And so it's always a little overwhelming and nerve wracking at first. I feel like when you start any new job, But I anchored for the first time on Sunday. So we have shows at 5, 9, and 10. And I anchored all of those for the first time. And everything went pretty smoothly. So that's good. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Everyone's been super helpful. And I kind of, I've said it kind of reminds me a little bit of Southern hospitality because the people of Wisconsin have been so over the top. It felt kind of like I was at home in a sense, especially coming from West Texas where, I mean, everyone is just so nice. We were just talking about that today, that Lubbock is one of the friendliest cities or something is what we've been called. Yeah. So it's good to hear that you're getting that in a different state. Absolutely. I I remember my dad told me when I said, I'm originally from Austin or Round Rock, which is North Austin. When I told him I was going to go to Texas Tech, he was like, the people of West Texas are the salt of the earth. Like, you're absolutely going to love them. And that was a big reason, I think, why I wanted to start my career in Lubbock, too, is that something I hadn't really done before. I was nervous. And I was like, what better place to start than like a city I already know. And I know if I like mess up or whatever, everyone's going to be there to help me. And that was really nice too, in terms of like going out and getting interviews and asking people for stories. Cause it seems like they could find a way to do it to where they could do an interview with you or help you out. Like they were going to, which was so nice and so helpful. For sure. Jenny's a Lubbock local. So yeah, born and raised. Born. That's <laughs> awesome. I guess while we're on the topic, so it said when I looked into your profile at KOBK that you were a multimedia journalist, but then I also saw it looked like you did some work anchoring as well. So could you kind of explain, I guess, majority of what you do or if those are different? Yeah, just kind of everything I did at KOBK, or just kind of describing what it is. So I graduated December 2018 from Texas Tech. I had interned, uh, spent a summer with KLBK, and so that was kind of how I made that connection and and was fortunate enough to go start my job there. So I started off as what's known as an MMJ, which is a multimedia journalist, and so that means you're pretty much a one-man band. You're shooting things, you're editing things, you're writing the script, you're going on camera and you're fronting it. You're writing the web article for it, your social posting and, you know, pushing the story. And so every single piece from your story from start to finish, that's you and you're doing it on your own. So I started off doing that in news uh, for KLBK, did that for about a year and a half. I got moved to our night side reporter, which means my main show 
that my story aired in was our 10 p.m. Um, so I worked an evening shift and then I also anchored news on the weekends. So on Saturday, I anchored news for our 6 and 10 p.m. shows. And so I did that. I, I took the job at KLBK with the hope that eventually I would get moved over into sports. And that was a big reason I wanted to take the job because I knew it would be worth it to not only get the skills that news taught me in terms of being on camera every day, because I really needed those reps on sports. You're not on camera every day. News you were, you have to turn a story every single day. So it taught me good time management and just had an MMJ, but did that for about a year and a half. Uh, the pandemic hit, so it kind of delayed me moving over into okay. sports a little bit because there wasn't necessarily a big reason for me to go into sports because we didn't have sports going on. So uh, it was June 2020, I got moved over into sports. I was a sports reporter during the week, uh, Wednesday through Friday, I was a sports reporter. And then Saturday, Sunday, I was the weekend sports anchor. So I would anchor just like I did on the weekend. But instead, I'm anchoring our sports cast. And that's the exact same job I have right now at NBC 15 is I'm a sports reporter during the week. And then on the weekends, um, I'll anchor all of those weekend shows and, and do the sports cast. Awesome. Thank you for that. So now I guess you're just doing it for the Badgers instead of for us. <laughs> exactly yeah and and a big reason that I was really interested in, in going to Madison Wisconsin was it felt very similar to Texas Tech and Lubbock in the sense that you know Tech is the only show in town for the most part and that's kind of what it's like with Wisconsin here in Madison plus high school football is really big and that was something that really excited me because I love high school football in Texas but then you get to add kind of that that next layer and that next challenge and get to cover the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Brewers, and then we get to go to the Green Bay Packers games as well. And it's, it's pretty hard to turn down getting to go to a home game at Lambeau. I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sitting here in envy. That sounds so cool. I know. I, I don't know how cool it'll be when it's like absolutely freezing and snowing and I'll be miserable, but it's okay. I'm still at Lambeau. So yeah, and they'll still have their shirts off with the cheese on their heads. So. And they're crazy. And I'm glad I'll get to see Aaron Rodgers because I was like, man, if right when I got there, he was gone, like I would have been so upset, but it'll, it'll be cool that he's returning and I'll get to see him. So you were really involved with tech athletics while you were here at school. Um, did you kind of know that that's what you wanted to do in terms of like the sports reporting before you got to college and then from there go on to wanting to do sports at KLBK? Yeah, so a big reason uh, when I was in high school looking at where I wanted to go to school, I, I'm very fortunate that I've known what I wanted to do for a long time. I knew I wanted to do something in sports broadcasting. Uh, I grew up in a really big sports family. Sports have always just felt like home to me. And so I knew I wasn't going to play any sports professionally. And so I needed to find <laughs> some way to kind of stay in the sports world. I knew that's where my heart was at. And that's always kind of how my family and I have connected is through sports. And I think that's a way a, a lot of people can still connect now. Um, which is so beautiful about sports is it, is it doesn't matter your, you know, background, your ethnicity, religion, like whatever it is, everybody can come together on a Saturday ride and like go to a Texas Tech football game. And it doesn't matter like where you've come from or anything and everyone can support that or support Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's a really cool thing that we don't see as much of anymore. And so that kind of drew me to sports as well as storytelling. 
So I was kind of looking at schools. Uh, I did theater a lot growing up. So I liked the live aspect and, and being on camera. And so sports broadcasting just kind of seemed like a good marriage of both of those things. Um, I toured a couple different schools and Texas Tech was like the first place that I went to that I felt like the door was just kind of like wide open. Whatever you want to do, you can make this what you want to make it. You can be as involved as you want to be. You can have all these opportunities, do these things. It's just kind of up to you to take that initiative and go and find it for yourself. So that was really exciting to me, getting to be in the Big 12, um, also staying in the state of Texas. That all seemed good to me, and so I got to school and didn't have an exact idea of necessarily what I wanted to get involved in or what steps I was going to take. I was in, I don't know if they still make everybody take it or not, but it was like success in media and communication, and it was like one hour once a week a class, and it was like a huge lecture hall class. And the director of sports broadcasting at Texas Tech, David Hoagland, came and spoke at that class and talked about Raider Vision, which is a program that he oversees to where students, you can get credit hours, you get paid to shoot Texas Tech athletic events and be a part of that broadcast. And so I remember I was sitting in class and he was speaking and my friend turned to me. She was like, Leah, that sounds like exactly what you want to do. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it totally is exactly what I want to do. I was like, I'm going to email him right after this class. And so I emailed him after the class, asked if I could come meet up with him at the USA and, and just kind of learn more about Raider Vision and what it was. And so we set up a time to meet. Um, and as a freshman at Tech, I went and met with him wearing a sorority t-shirt and jeans <laughs> that had holes in them and like riding boots. And I thought I looked super cute. And looking back at it now, I'm like, he probably looked at me and was like, who does this girl think she is like wearing a, I was like wearing a sorority t-shirt and he made fun of me because I had holes in my <laughs> jeans and he made the dad joke and asked like, did you cut those yourselves? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. But he showed me everything, showed me the control room. It's a high pressure situation. You have multiple different people um, on cameras, you're running a live broadcast. And so even though things do go wrong, you try to limit that as much as you can. Um, and he kind of showed me everything and was like, do you think this is something you're interested in? And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. Um, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, it was kind of the same thing is where you just kind of have to hit the ground running and pick it up. And that was my first taste of sports broadcasting. And that was the first person at Texas Tech that gave me a chance. Um, and I still don't know why he gave me a chance because I had no experience and like didn't know what I was doing, but he did. And that ended up kind of being my gateway into everything else. And so I ran cameras for Raider Vision kind of on and off really throughout my whole time at Tech. And then I even freelanced and did it a little bit when I had started at KLBK. But through that, just doing Raider Vision, um, I kind of got in touch with some other people in the broadcast department and I eventually became... Uh, intern with broadcast services and so I did less Raider Vision less live broadcast and it was more just making social content so I got to go with men's basketball when they made it to the Sweet 16 and then eventually it was the first time they made it to the Elite 8 when they went to Boston but I got to go to Dallas when they went to the Sweet 16 and got to travel with like football and women's basketball and tennis and all these like awesome great sports and basically I would just make cinematic recaps after the games or quick hits or like pre-game hype videos and that's when I really learned 
how to story tell and how to creatively shoot and edit and use Adobe Premiere and all those programs. Um, and then through that, I just kind of asked if I could start doing some on-camera stuff. I really knew I needed some on-camera reps. And so my boss at the time, I don't believe he's with the athletic department anymore, but Blake Silverthorne, who taught DTI, um, he kind of let me do some on-camera stuff, something once a week that I got to do called the Red Raider Roundup. And then through that, I went and reached out to marketing and was the in-game host uh, for tech baseball and then women's basketball. And so it, tech turned out to be exactly what I thought it would be because if people want to help you. They know that you're a student and they want to give you every opportunity that you can have, which is such a great part about, about school, is that they were down to help me do it. Like, okay, you want to figure out something you can do on camera? Well, like pitch us an idea and we're going to try to find a way to make it happen. Or, okay, tech baseball hasn't had an in-game host in a while. Come pitch the idea and, and tell me what you think you can do with the position. And so that was always cool is that you I had to learn how to take the initiative and, and fight for myself and fight for my own opportunities, which I think in turn has helped me so much in this industry. Yeah, I so I really love your story. It really sounds like you kind of put yourself out there and then you, you've been rewarded so many times. And I was going to ask you, being in sports broadcasting as a woman, do you feel like you are treated the same as men? I think it's like an unfortunate reality that think things have gotten a lot better but it is kind of something you have in the back of your mind and like I'll, I walked into a practice last week and it was the very first day of fall camp for Wisconsin football I and mean, there's probably like 12 to 15 reporters and people you know going to shoot it or people with the paper that are going to go write something up on it and out of that whole entire group I was the only female. And so it's something that it's something to be really, really proud of. Like I, I I told my mom and I was like, yeah, and I was the only female that was there. And she was like, well, how awesome for you, you know, that, that you were there as a female. And so I hope that that's not always the case that it's something, I mean, I, I work in sports and so I kind of have it in the back of my mind of, I have to work that much harder to prove myself. And if I'm meeting coaches for the first time, and asking them questions, I do kind of get in my head sometimes and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I got to ask a really intelligent question so they know I know what I'm talking my, about. And I, I feel like there's always kind of this thing in the back of my mind that I need to prove myself and, and prove myself to everybody that I meet and kind of always be on my game and prove that I do deserve to be here and, and I do know what I'm talking about. And I think that that's something that I work on a lot that, that I need to realize that I don't need to prove myself. I got to where I, I got to where I am because I earned it and not because a, a man handed it to me or something. I, I worked my tail off in undergrad and I continue to do it. And so I've earned the spot that I'm at. And I think you'll just come across it. I, I, I really, in, in all the, both the sports departments that I've been in, I've been the only female, but the, the men that I worked with have really been great in terms of I never felt like they didn't think I was equal to them or just as capable as they were. There's hard times. I mean, I, I worked in minor league baseball and, you know, covering football and stuff all the time. You're around, you're around a lot of men all the time. And I, I think women are making real strides in the industry. One of, one of my absolute best friends and mentors is a girl named Melanie Newman. And a couple weeks ago, she was a part of the first all-female broadcast team ever. And she did play-by-play -play for a Baltimore Orioles game. I believe they were playing oh. the 
case she's the one that continuously is like you gotta keep pushing like you you gotta keep fighting and so she she made a really cool comment about how like you know hopefully this will be the norm in the future you know for her she got to make history and be a part of the first all-female broadcast crew um, and hopefully her doing that like opens the door to, to where that's more of a normal thing and because we see all male broadcast crews all the time um so yeah. why couldn't we see the same with females i mean i even remember watching espn as a kid it was always you know like four guys arguing about the game and i definitely think it's awesome that you've been able to kind of experience that change or at least see it a little bit. But I was going to ask you, because we had a question on here about people that you looked up to and that you think kind of helped you get to where you were today. How did you link up with her? Yeah, so I would say uh, there's been three females that have had a very prominent impact in terms of, of my career and just being good friends, but also just help, helping me in this industry. And Melanie, I met, I interned for the Frisco Rough Riders uh, right before my senior year. And she did a like color commentary for the Rough Riders. And I, I in her sense, was kind of her intern. And so we spent a lot of time together and she has crazy stories for, <laughs> for days of, about her just like just truly grinding and didn't get her big break until I believe she was like 28 or 29 um, and, and finally got the call up and, and made it to the MLB. And so she was someone that I so admire still today, just her tenacity just doesn't quit. I mean, she says something in the, I make it my motto all the time is that she was like, there's, there was no plan B for me. There was no other career, other industry I was going to go into. And so I have to make this work. And that's why I don't quit is because there's not another option. There's not anything else I want to do or probably incapable of doing. And so this is it. I, I have to make this work. Just kind of the mentality of like, no, there, there's no other option but to succeed. Having that men mentality, I think, is what really pushes you in, these, in this industry because there's no clear path of like, right, if I want to go be a nurse, I know I can go to nursing school. And, and if I pass all my tests, like I can go be a nurse somewhere, you know, there's no path of like, okay, if, if I work my tail off, I'm going to get to ESPN one day. Well, that's not true. It may never happen. Could happen. Could happen 10 years from now. You just don't know. And so I think that's the hardest thing I wrestle with in the industry is there's no guarantee that you're going to, you know, quote unquote, make it or get to where you want to be. And so that's kind of come down to Melanie was really good about just being where your feet are um, and loving every moment. And she's really good at forming connections with athletes and truly valuing each and every one of their stories um, and so she was someone that I continuously will call and send my stuff to and, and ask for advice on and it has been so cool to see all the success she has had now because it is it's more than well deserved um, and then another girl she was she worked in the athletic department now I believe she works on the university side of things uh, her name is Taylor Peters, and I was basically her intern when I got to work in the in the broadcast department doing creative content. She had started off in news as well at KCBD in Lubbock, and so she really knew how to prepare me for, okay, you're going into news, here's what you need to expect. You're anchoring, here's what you need to expect, um, and would constantly take me to go do stand-ups and teach me things I could be working on and just her like person just the personal relationship I had with her was huge it's I think it's so important when you're an undergrad 
to have someone you can just go to and that's going to constantly push you and help make you better and is just a good resource you need that to try to kind of figure out okay am I getting better what is it I need to be doing or what direction do I want to take this and so she's still one of my best friends today and so I I was super thankful that I found her while I was at tech and then the third girl I met when I was interning at KLBKK Mac and I was kind of like her intern all like literally all of my best friends have come from me being their interns which is funny which I joke with them I was like that just means I was a really great intern but anyways (laughs) her name is Bailey Burmaster and she did weekend sports at KMAC, which Kelby K and KMAC are a duopoly. So they're basically, we're one in the same. But she did weekends at KMAC. I was her intern. And then she now just started a job uh, doing weekends in Cleveland, which is super cool. So she's like, she's really shot up. But she is a woman that just commands respect when she walks into a room you talk about someone that you don't question why she is where she is or like how much does she know or did she deserve to be here from the moment you meet her you're like this girl knows what's up and she deserves every single thing she has and so I I have always really appreciated her boldness and the way that she just like commands respect when she walks in you just want to be like her and you want to be in her orbit because she has so many great things going on for her. So those three females are people that I constantly strive to be more like them just on like a a personal level, me as a person, but also in my career as Bailey is one of the hardest workers I know. Taylor really values storytelling and getting to know people at a personal level. And and Melanie does the same as well. (laughs) Melanie just has that like that no quit attitude and that tenacity. And so those are all three super incredible women that I'm fortunate that Lubbock or Texas Tech kind of all brought me to. It sounds like you're an extremely hard worker, first of all. I'd like to address that. And thank you. I mean, you had countless amounts of internships, student involvement. How did you balance your time while you were at Tech? Because we do hope that we get some incoming freshmen looking at this. And obviously, we're advising them to do exactly what you did, which is jump in and get involved with as many things as possible. Yeah, I would say, uh, like, first and foremost, when I went to tech, I went through sorority recruitment, and I I joined a sorority, and I think just kind of looking at older girls that were in my sorority and seeing how accomplished they were and everything they were doing, I mean, not only were they involved in a lot, but they had these great grades, I think I just really wanted, I aspired to be like them and be as accomplished as they were, and so um, it just was a lot of of time management and making it work where you could. I think that it kind of prepares you for the real world in terms of you want to have a social life, uh, but you also have work and then you also have classes. And I do feel like a lot of my classes did in a way go hand in hand in in my extracurriculars and what I was doing anyways. And just take on as, as much as you can and know your limits. I think something, I don't really think that was something I struggled with in college, but it's definitely something I struggle with now is having a work-life balance because I feel like in this industry, I kind of have set hours, but not really. I mean, you you can work until really late at night and if it's a game day or something going on, your hours can just move all over the place. And my off days can move around too, just depending on what's going on. 
And so I think it's really important that whenever I am off to take time for myself. And the biggest thing I'm reminding myself and still working on is to not feel guilty about that because our work is 24 seven. And I think that's a hard part is that it doesn't stop. And so I can get on Twitter or get on Facebook and social media. And that is something that's constant. Um, and so reminding myself to, to put the phone down and be present with the people around me and saying like, <laughs> it's okay if you take a break or it's okay to relax or just sit around and watch something on Netflix. I think that's something that's been really hard for me is, is I think society in a way we, we can view it as like lazy sometimes. And so I feel guilty about it. If I use my off day or whatever, I'm like, no, I need, I need to be doing something. I need to go to the grocery store. I need to do laundry. I need to do all these other things. And like <laughs> reminding yourself, like it's okay to take care of yourself and give yourself a break and just like relax for a little bit and just rejuvenate and fill up your tank again before you go back to work. And so I, I think that was something I did fairly well in school just because, you know, you're living with roommates and friends and stuff like that. And so it is easier to like kind of balance that social life. But yeah, advice I would probably give to incoming freshmen is is try anything and everything that you think you might be interested in. And then if you don't like it, well, then great. You learned that you don't like it and you can move on and do something else. And then if something is too much on your plate, then pull back, you know, just just kind of know your limits in that sense. I kind of feel the same way because I always think that especially when you get caught up in everything, you always feel bad, like kind of taking your foot off the gas, especially during the semester. As a consistent schedule, I guess, if you love what you're doing, you know? That's kind of the pros and cons with going into the industry or not. But the biggest pro and the reason I do it is I... I don't do it for the money or to have a nine to five or whatever, because both of those things aren't there. And you don't make a lot of money when you start off. And it's not a job I go to, to go get a paycheck. Because if I did want to go to a job for money, then I'd be working a nine to five and I'd have weekends and I'd have holidays off to where I could spend Christmas with my family. So there's a lot of pros and cons that come to it. But the, the big pro for me is like, I get to wake up every day and like go chase my dream. And I don't think a lot of people can say that. I don't think a lot of people in their jobs can say like, like this is my dream. Like I am working towards what I've always wanted to do my entire life. And I think that's something so special and a really unique privilege is that there's some cons to it with, you know, not being there for the holidays and everything, but like I get to spend my Saturdays or whatever in the fall at Camp Randall on the sidelines of a football game. And that's my office for the day. That's where I'm working for the day. I mean, how, how cool is that? You know, that that's living the dream. And so I think that kind of helps me with all the negatives and makes me want to work harder and makes that okay in my mindset. I wouldn't be here if the pros didn't outweigh the cons in my mind. With all that being said, where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? For the longest time, have always said that I want to be a sideline reporter for an MLB team, that, that that's the dream and that's what I want to do. I think now... I'm just kind of more open to wherever it takes me. I think something I'm working on is just kind of letting go and saying, you know, whatever happens is going to happen and, and not restricting myself to a certain opportunity and kind of being open to everything. I know in some capacity, I would love to end up sideline reporting. So whether it's with a network like ESPN uh, or specifically with a team, like some teams have their own sideline reporters, 
I know a lot of people end up staying kind of in the TV market world. Like I may go to another TV station or it's kind of hard to know when it shakes out and when maybe other opportunities might come along. And I'm really, really excited to, to be where I'm at. And I know I'm going to get a lot of live shot experience, which will kind of help me with that sideline reporting. And so that's another big reason I took the job was for the live aspect of it. Yes. I don't know. Really content with where I'm at right now, but I think just being able to like fully commit myself to sideline reporting in the future is what I'd like to do. Well, Leah, do you have any other advice that you can give for our incoming students and our current students about anything at tech or anything in the field? Yeah, I would just say my biggest piece of advice, at least for students, when you're going through undergrad and internships is like just work as hard as you can and take advantage of all the opportunities you have because you're only in college for such a short amount of time and then it goes away. Uh, And even if you think people aren't paying attention, like professors or news directors or whoever your boss is at your internship, they're always paying attention and they're always noticing how hard someone is or isn't working. Um, And so that's how I ended up getting my first job. Take advantage of all the opportunities you have. This is really the time to put the the foot on the gas. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for meeting with us again. I just, one of the last things you said was you get to wake up every day and live your dream. And I can't think of a more awesome message to send incoming students, current students. So thank you so much for meeting This has been COMC Office Hours, a student-led production of the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University. We hope this podcast helps you explore the opportunities found in our college, stay up to date on the ever-changing communication industry, and make the transition from Lubbock to any industry, anywhere. Wreck'em!